What's up? Welcome in. We are back here on Sports 1140 KHTK. Lots has happened. I mean, a lot has happened since we last talked yesterday afternoon, and we are covering all of that today over the next three hours. Jason Ross here with you on Sports 1140 KHTK. Thank you for checking us out today. Hopefully each and every day. Tell a friend. Let them know we are here and we are ready to go today. Maybe you check us out on YouTube. I don't know if you've done that before, but we are here for you. We say hello to uh, those checking us out today there, the rest of you over the radio, um, certainly smart speakers, the app, however you're finding us, we do thank you. We appreciate you uh, checking us out. So thank you so much for that. Um, Lots to get to today, as we mentioned, another opportunity today for you to win tickets to WWE next week, as you can win those pair of tickets to WWE Raw on October 18th. At Golden One Center, Chris is going to have a question for you later this hour. In our 5 o'clock hour, around 5.30, your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Kings open up their 2021-22 season against the Utah Jazz. That'll be the home opener after they open up on the road against the Blazers next Wednesday. But that home opener will be October 22nd, and you can be there if you listen into the show and answer our question that we're going to have coming your way around 5.30. Coming up on the show, you know how we wrap it up. It'll be the crossover, a question from the morning show. We also have a lot to cover with the Giants and Dodgers. ABC 10, Sean Cunningham, he will join us today. Give us a, kind of the latest of where the Kings are. So far, so good, right? The way Sacramento has looked in the preseason. We will talk about that with him. We have to get into the John Gruden story with the Raiders, the NFL, that debacle, just a complete mess that spiraled fast as it should have in um, – really where they were looking, you find some other things, right? It reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, on a positive side where someone's going to recruit a player that they've targeted and they say, hey, this other guy's pretty good. Well, everybody was zeroing their attention on the Washington football team and bang, here come these other emails and just awful, awful emails by John Gruden. We will discuss that. Lots to talk about with Major League Baseball as the playoffs going on right now as we speak. Um, And uh, a lot to get to on the Giants and the Dodgers. So all of that, but let's do it. It is time to uh, begin with First Things First. First Things First. Close things close. Davion Mitchell going for three. He picks up where he left off in the first half. That's his sixth made three-pointer of the night. And in eight attempts, he now has a 20-point ball game. Yeah, it was the G-Man last night, preseason action, Kings and Blazers. A lot of players did not play for both sides. Probably more Blazers sat this one out than Kings. But when you get a chance to start like the rookie Davion Mitchell did, how do you produce? He was great. He was great yesterday. 7 of 12, hit six three-pointers, really got it going, ended with a team-high 20 points. Those keeping score, which they do in the game. Kings won. But it's how have they looked. They're 3-0. and They have looked good. They really have looked good. They've looked cohesive. They look like the defense has improved. I think last night's only trouble spot would have been rebounding. They didn't rebound very well collectively, but um, that's something that has been a point of emphasis. Certainly defense has been a point of emphasis. They've held a couple of teams below 100 points. Now, you got to take it for what it's worth. It is the preseason, but these are the kind of building blocks. These are the stepping stones that you need to have in place to get yourself ready for the start of the regular season, which is next week. And I think as the preseason winds up with the Thursday home game against the Lakers, can the Kings fine-tune the rotation even more to exactly what they want to do going into the year for Coach Walton? Uh, The only other news today regarding the Kings who had the day off, uh, they did waive a couple of players, DJ Stewart and Matt Coleman. So the roster, which was once at 20, is down to 18. 
and I'm not sure who and what combinations we'll see on Thursday, but the Kings are getting themselves in a position where, as we've seen them play, the guards are going to be very, very good for this team. I mean, I don't think that's a a bold statement. We knew that they wanted to have core pieces of Fox and Halliburton, but the surprise of how good Mitchell has fit in already, Terrence Davis certainly can get buckets quickly, and then Buddy Heald. So you have five guards that all should play and need to play in some sort of combination. What I think it's ultimately going to hurt is some of the front court rotation. Barnes has to play. He's just the most amazingly consistent, probably underappreciated player we've seen in a long time. And then is it Holmes, Bagley, Len, Tristan Thompson, Harkless? That's the group that someone or a couple will be victims of playing time just because the amount of guards that are going to be playing at different times, securing a lot of minutes for a league that still promotes offense the most. Um, The Kings have to play those guys. They're good players there. So they're sorting it out. It's just the preseason, but it's looked good. I mean, it has really, really looked good so far. So uh, more on that as uh, the show continues. First things first. All right, next up, John Gruden. We were on the show yesterday and talking about the emails, the first batch that was not looking very good at all. Um, but stuff, more stuff was uncovered. More stuff was leaked. More stuff was released. And John Gruden just went across the board. I mean, he got everything. He got everything. Um, and not in a good way at all. He offended those by race, by gender, by sexual preference of the league, uh, cheerleaders, um, the commissioner. Let's see, probably some ownership. Um, too many people. And there's too many emails, too many infractions. I think uh, we're in a time where people will say, oh, come on now. We, th- what about past transgressions? Yeah, some of these were 10 years ago. Some of these weren't that long ago. And it's not one. It's not two. There's many, many repeated offensive emails. What I was very curious about, and I don't know if this story will develop even more, we'll get more detail on it, is what would the league truly have done? By all reporting, it basically was thrown back on the Raiders. How are you going to handle this? And and I think whether that got to John Gruden with pressure or not, he felt it in his best interest to resign instead of get fired. Uh, the Raiders had to do this, but were they nudged by the league? Was the league going to do anything? Or did they, wink, wink, do something anyway? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. He is out. The Raiders now go through... Uh, a complete turnover because coaches get fired, coaches get removed, but I can't think of a coach that maybe had more power than John Gruden. There's there's others in the similar realm that really run franchises, but John Gruden was running the Raiders. Make no mistake about that. And you can't have him as your figurehead if this is the stuff that has been going on. How does he go into that locker room again? How would he have? Well, We don't even have to address that. We don't even have to worry about it because he's not. He is done. The interesting part is, again, it was the misdirection of, hey, look over here at everything that's going wrong with the Washington football team, and look what we've uncovered. Apparently, some are reporting today that the league is not going to really release any more of what's gone on with Washington. We need to know this stuff. This stuff needs to come out. I mean, because this is what else is happening. I I will not believe that this is only John Gruden and only a John Gruden thing. Now, his part makes sense. He's out. That had to happen. 
but we just know the way the league has been run over the years, the way society has been over the years. It's not an exclusive thing to John Gruden, and the league needs to continue to investigate it. We'll, we'll talk more about this, too, in, in a deeper dive, but wanted to start it out with first things first because, again, we were on the show yesterday, and uh, all of it developed right after the show. The next batch of just really even far more incriminating. Everything was incriminating, right? There shouldn't be a pass on any of it, but it just became an avalanche of way too much material, way too offensive, and he's gone. And he is gone, but it happened uh, shortly after the show yesterday. All right, let's go to more. First things first. First things first. There's a swing of a high drive in the left center field. Way back there. Still going. On its way. Adios. Pelota. John Miller, Giants Radio Network yesterday. Evan Longoria's home run. That was it. That was it. What a game. I know people have probably more enjoyment in general in a lot of offense in whatever sport that may be. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, just score uh, points, runs, touchdowns, whatever it is. Uh, In this case, this was a classic baseball game, a classic baseball game. That was one mistake. I don't even know if it was a mistake. Just well hit. Max Scherzer was Exactly what the Dodgers wanted. The Dodgers gave up three hits. They lost. They lost. The Giants have put L.A. on the brink of elimination with the win yesterday in that home run by Longoria. Now, inside a one nothing game, you guys saw it. You know there's way more moments that dictate the outcome of the game. Brandon Crawford, my goodness. What an iconic play that's going to be specifically if the Giants win this series and go on to win even more series down the road. That was just an unbelievable play. You get to Doval at the end, and you're thinking, oh, man, they're they're asking him to get six outs. He got six outs. And in a dramatic way, and we've all seen the the last play, where you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, did Gavin Lux run into one? He sure thought he did. Here's how it sounded on the Giants radio network. The 1-0 pitch. Fastball. There's a shot. Deep left center. Duggar's back. Still going back. He's over it now. He makes the catch on the warning track. And that may have been the final windblown ball of the night. It was windblown. He hit it great. Doesn't matter. It was a factor. It was part of it. Here's how it sounded with the Dodgers radio network. And a fly ball. Center field. Racing on back is Duggar. And he will make the catch on the warning track in front of the wall, and the game is over. Mm. Sound of the bat, every the look of it, the pace. We'll give you some stats on that, too. Everybody thought it was gone. Did it, you hear the audio where it appeared that Lux was mic'd up? Uh, let me see if I can find that, Chris, because I know I have it. Um, let's see. I think it's right here. Racing toward the wall. This one has a chance. It's going. That had to be the wind. It must have been the wind. How did you get that? I didn't know you had the exclusive audio there. I know people. You do know people. Had to be the wind. Well, Longoria's uh, home run fought through the wind. Uh, Lux did not. And the Dodgers now on the brink. I said yesterday to me were the interesting part of the series in a 1-1. Whoever lost yesterday, so now we know it's the Dodgers, what would their manager decide to do? The Dodgers were waiting and waiting and waiting all day 
to tell us who their pitcher was going to be. They're going to go with Walker Bueller on short rest. So they're the desperate team. They have to go to desperate measures. And doesn't mean the Giants win tonight, but things are now in favor of the Giants because the Dodgers are doing things out of their norm. Now, Walker Bueller's a good pitcher, and it had been a Giants killer. But uh, they have to go to him today. It's probably an all-hands-on-deck situation for the Dodgers because you just have to get back to San Francisco and have to get to a Game 5. If you are the Giants, I I don't want to say you're playing with house money because you don't want to mess with this thing. you got to try to end this now. Now, I would love, if I'm a Giants fan, to feel confident in the fact that if you go back home and you got Logan Webb on the right rest with a day off, you know San Francisco is going to be crazy if there's a fifth game. Just don't play with fire. End it. End it tonight if you can, if you're the Giants to move on if not yes you do have a safety net you do have an opportunity at home and and probably still some things in your advantage but it feels like the series is even it's been a little bit odd in the sense that the Giants now have won two games where they've shut out the Dodgers doesn't even matter but for what it's worth the Dodgers have scored more runs in this series because they scored the nine in the middle game but the Giants have put themselves in position to eliminate the defending world champs, their longtime rival, a 106-win team, because they're good. And the Giants won yesterday's game in a classic 2021 Giants game. One big blast. Normally they hit more home runs, but one big one. Timely pitching. Just timely pitching. Wood was good. Scherzer was great. Wood was good. Kept the game in it. Kept the game in it. Got the timely outs. The defensive play by Crawford in the right spot, having the right vertical. Um, And then you go to the upstart closer. I mean, to go to McGee in the seventh, I thought made sense. Thought they might leave him in. They didn't. And then Duvall gets the last six outs. He certainly looks like he's got an amazingly bright future, and that future is right now. Um, That was great. That was fun baseball, one nothing, intense. It gave us a little bit of everything and we'll have more on the uh, Dodgers Giants series uh, coming your way at the bottom of the hour let's get you more first things first first things first first things first all right a 100 win team is out as the Red Sox eliminated the Rays swing there's a drive to left center field it's gonna win it Meadows goes over and makes the catch Santana tags here he comes and the throw is very wide and late and the Red Sox have won the division series Red Sox walk it off six to five I didn't think they could do it I like the Rays in the American League credit to Boston they took care of the Yankees then they take out Tampa Bay after losing game one And the swing game, we always talk about that in these series. I thought last night in the Dodgers-Giants is a potential swing game. That's either team's game. Well, the Giants got it. In a short series, that's critical. For the Red Sox, they lose game one, even it up at 1-1. That third game, the extra inning classic, could have gone either way. Boston wins it. And then yesterday, also another one of those 50-50 games, they jump out to that 5-0 lead. I thought they had it. And then Tampa, to their credit, rallied back, forced a tie, but the Red Sox win it. You heard Kike Hernandez, uh, the game winner there. Uh, here he is post game. No, I try to do too much. All I got to do is bring that run in from third. You know, having Danny at third instead of Askey eased my mind a little bit. But um, thank you, thank you, fans. Thanks for yelling my name. That made me. That made my confidence go up a few levels. So thank you for that. <laughs> Here's more from Hernandez. At what point this season did you think 
this team could do this? Spring training. When I signed here, I, I looked at the roster and I, I knew that uh, you know we had a really uh, a bunch of, of really good players, winning players that have been here that have done it before. Um, I knew that we just had to hang in there until till we got sale back, and we after we got sale, I, I knew that we were going to become a really dangerous team, and here we are. There they are. They have moved on. They await the winner of the Astros and White Sox series, and all credit to Boston. Just an, an amazing run, and they're still going. Um, I feel like they've had better teams, certainly, but they're playing the best baseball at the right time. And you beat a 100-win team that Tampa was the most complete team to me, and they got them. And that's just an awesome series victory for the Boston Red Sox. All right, let's get you more. First things first. First things first. First things first. first. All right, let's update you on baseball right now. There's more day baseball. I love this with the playoffs going on with all these series. Top of the ninth in Chicago, the Houston Astros. Remember, they're on the road. All those allegations they were throwing out there about the Houston Astros. Well, it's not working. Uh, Houston has a 7-1 lead. That game is in the top of the ninth. And so the White Sox are down to their final three outs. Otherwise, they are going to be eliminated. Houston won the first two, lost game three, but now a big in game four. Uh, They're going to the bottom of the third in Atlanta. Series is a 2-1 series advantage for the Braves. So it's an elimination time if Atlanta wins at home. They are scoreless uh, after two and a half, uh, each team with a couple of hits. Morton's pitching today for the uh, Braves and pitching pretty well. And for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers in a game, they have to win to stay alive. Uh, Lauer is pitching for them. So, again, no score. That game has made its way to the bottom of the third. And I, I like that we get all these games during the day. I know what pretty much after this round, everything will be nighttime baseball. But um, this is the way – it just takes me back to you know younger days, being a kid and watching playoff baseball during the day, during the week. And I like this. I like when, especially when we have four series going on at one time. Today, uh, we have three of the four uh, going, of course, with the Giants and the Dodgers being the final one of the nightcap. But I think it's just good. It's good for baseball. It's good for the game. And we've had good good postseason games. I think the highlight's still, though, right now. And, again, we're probably too attached to it here locally. But this Dodger-Giants series has had, has had everything that uh, we wanted and expected. And it's been great. And by all accounts, those that went to the games in San Francisco – said it was as electric, electric in an atmosphere that's ever been there, ever. And that's talking about three World Series runs, some other massive games. But I think it's all of the elements that have been put together, Dodgers, Giants, the 100-win season, the first round, the vulnerability of this, the urgency of this. And now the Giants know at the worst-case scenario, they have another home game. But hopefully they've got several more. Uh, if they uh, end up winning tonight. If not, they have that one more in a game five uh, back at home in a couple days. All right, let's give you another First Things First. First Things First. First Things First. All right, the Nets and Kyrie Irving. Man, just basketball and sports news just keeps going right now. Uh, We've talked about this for a while and what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving, the situation there where – uh, home games, Kyrie was not going to be allowed to play because he is unvaccinated, is very um, set in his ways, believes in that, and he has that every right. Well, the Nets had been very, very supportive to date. Um, there was even some talk about them giving in a spot where he was going to be willing to practice because they could deem that as a 
separate entity than they actually can the game. Just a, a you know a private gym kind of thing. Well, now the Nets say that Kyrie they've they've made a stand. The Brooklyn Nets have clearly made a stand, and their stand is that Kyrie Irving will not play for the Nets until he's eligible. And what does eligible mean? He has to get vaccinated. He has to. And they're a team. Ownership made that stance. General manager Sean Marks has basically backed it up and said, okay, well, what if he gets the the vaccines? Like, then we're good. We have no no issues, no question. So that's it. I don't know. Like people are like, what do you think Kyrie will do? I have no idea. I really don't. I think Andrew Wiggins certainly felt some pressure. I don't think he wanted to do it. Otherwise, he would have done it. He did. He's going to be able to play basketball again. I couldn't even begin to predict what Kyrie Irving will do. I know he's got strong beliefs and strong opinions, and that's great. But the Nets run their organization the way they want to run it. This is a team that's a championship caliber team. The favorite. The favorite to win it. And they said in so many words... They can't have a player that's part-time as a part of their deal. And he's not just a part-time player. He's a major piece to what they want to do. So what will he ultimately do? I, I, I could Honestly, I could see Kyrie not, not caving. I, I just could. Um, he believes so strongly. He knows. I think he knew it was ultimately going to get to this spot. And here we are. He was going to be able to play in certain situations. I don't think he was thrilled with that. And now that the Nets have basically put the, I don't know, ultimatum, he's not going to be able to be a part-time player. Chris, just your thought. I mean, Kyrie, like I feel like others, we go, oh, I, he'll, get, he'll get the vaccine or he won't. I don't know. Kyrie is as as different a thinker as as seemingly is out there. He's definitely not the type of person what, of – he goes to the beat of his own drum. Right. You're so, not really going to tell him what to do. Yeah, and if he does it, there'll be implications like, well, this was his only choice. I, I just I don't know what – he may take his time. Maybe he'll do it in a little bit. I, I really don't know. And it depends on what his priorities are. He doesn't need the money. No. I think he, I think he likes playing bad. He's very he, good at it, but does he I love think it? He, I think he likes it, but is he a guy that's like, I'm going to kill myself every single second that I'm out there? Right. And then if that's what the organization is thinking, like, I mean, again, a guy like Kevin Durant went there to play with him. James Harden was probably favored of the trade because look at the opportunity we have with these big three players. Um, interesting to see where this will go, but as of now, he won't play or practice until he's eligible. Certainly more on that coming up. First things first. First things first. First Jackson takes the snap, looking over the middle, pumps once, throws, end zone, caught, game over! The Hayes in the barn, and the Ravens have won it in overtime! For all the things that were going on yesterday, I think people, well, I'll speak for myself, a lot of people were sleeping on the Monday night game, and early on I think, wow, what are the Colts doing? They're going to win this one. And they were up comfortably. They probably should have won. What did it take for the Ravens? Two fourth-quarter touchdowns, two fourth-quarter two-point conversions, they get a missed field goal theme of the week, right, around the NFL, and then they go down and hit that game-winning drive and score. 31-25 in overtime. The stats from Lamar Jackson were ridiculous. Uh, 14 carries, 62 yards. That's great, but look at this. And listen to this. 37 of 43, 442 yards 
and four touchdowns. He was incredible. And uh, here's a Coach Harbaugh about his QB. It's one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. It wasn't easy. It wasn't like we came out just you know up and down the field. We had to overcome and fight through some things. He was under pressure. He, he created plays with his feet, threw the ball away when he had to throw it away. And then once we started going, in, you know, when we were in that situation, you're talking about Jamison, we went into our fast mode, no huddle, uh, two-minute type mode. Uh, he just came alive, and all of our guys did. I mean, all the guys who made plays, you know, in the offensive line. But it starts with Lamar, and he deserves the credit. Yeah, Lamar Jackson was absolutely incredible. Here's more from Harbaugh. Another weird game in the season kind of pulled them. I mean, are you just kind of expecting whatever comes at you at this point in the season? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, expect the unexpected. We uh, we did. We we're talking in the locker room about which one of these you know crazy games is the one that was the, was the best one, and we decided that the next one. We say it'll be the next one. I mean, week five was was the best drama we've seen to date in this young NFL season. Packers, Bengals, overtime, all the missed kicks. The Lions, uh, seemingly aggressive, gritty, two-point conversion call. Should have been rewarded. Instead, the Vikings go down and kick a walk-off field goal. You had a Hail Mary, really, right in that first half of the Saints-Washington game. Um, the craziness of the Patriots looked like they were done. They rallied late to beat the Texans. Browns-Chargers game gave us a little bit of everything, and certainly uh, last night's 16-point fourth quarter, six points in overtime, just in all-time performance. Again, 37 of 43 from Lamar Jackson, just six incompletions, 442 yards and four touchdowns. It was a great, great week of football. I do not think the league has figured him out. No. No. Not not quite. Not There's quite. talk about the league figuring him out. He's just a runner, remember? Yeah. Just a runner. He'd make a great wide receiver. Yes, he would. Could you imagine a wide receiver that could throw for 400 yards? There's a future in his game if That's he wants to be a receiver. Shohei Otani-like. <laughs> so uh, that will lead us to a little bit later in the show. It's uh, through another week of action. We'll get you to our top five, bottom five in the NFL through five weeks. Uh, but when we come back... We're going to have to get into the Dodgers and Giants. Game four tonight, Anthony Descalfani, uh, Walker Bueller. We'll talk about that and the impact of what we can expect from tonight's game. Also, as we go to break, Capital Casino is back with indoor gaming and dining located inside at 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. We're back with more right after this on Sports 1140 KHDK. You both the let it go. One old pitch. Still going back. He's over it now. He makes the catch on the warning track, and that may have been the final windblown ball of the night. Amazing night last night in LA. The Giants have put the Dodgers on the brink of elimination. Two-one series lead. One-nothing final, and it's game four. Later this evening from L.A., that last highlight right there from the Giants Radio Network, Gavin Lux, who was the pinch hitter, uh, hit that final pitch of the game. Here was the stat, 106.9 miles per hour at a 22-degree launch angle. Batters this season on balls hit at that speed and at 22-degree launch angle were 55 of 62. That's a batting average of 887 with 38 home runs. The Dodgers themselves had four of those this year. All were homers. Lux, of course, thought he had one last night, but turns out he did not. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Really broken up about that one, huh, Chris? Really broken up about that one. So maybe if the fences were only a third as far away, then it would be easier. 
It would be. Just like World Series. It would be. It was like uh, reading that. I mean, it's it's the reality of what it is. There was wind. Longoria's hit it through it. Uh, Lux did not. I saw, I was saying that, Chris, uh, when the AL wildcard game happened and the Yankees lost, the two balls that were hit by Stanton would have been out of every park. The one he hit on right wouldn't have been out of almost any park. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's the way the park's constructed. That's the way the game went, and it was still one nothing. I mean, and even had he give the Dodgers the benefit of the doubt, it would have been 1-1. I don't know. Giants still could have won the game. The Giants did win the game. That's the important thing. A couple other things for tonight's game. Uh, yesterday, there was a little tightness for Tommy Listella. He is back in the lineup today. Here's what the Giants are going to roll out there for this game four. Uh, Tommy Listella will play second and lead off. Darren Ruff, then Brandon Crawford. Posey will bat fourth. Chris Bryant, Lamont Wade, Evan Longoria, Mike Yastrzemski, and then Anthony Descalfani will be your pitcher and bat ninth. For the Dodgers in a game they have to get, um, they have changed it just subtly here. Looking for a little more offense, I guess, as Gavin Lux is back in the starting lineup. Uh, Mookie Betts will start and play right field. Corey Seager, then Trey Turner. Will Smith is put up to the fourth spot. Justin Turner bats fifth. Then Gavin Lux. Cody Bellinger is back in the lineup. Chris Taylor and, of course, Walker Bueller. That'll be the key. How does Walker Bueller perform on short rest? And, you know, the Giants kind of pushed all the right buttons yesterday. I wouldn't even say the Dodgers did anything wrong. It was just the one difference was the home run. And that goes back to what we have talked about in this series. Who's the better team? I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's clear. I don't think this series has decided that. The Giants have the advantage right now and they don't have to apologize if they win in 4 or 5 and if the Dodgers win in 5. I don't know that we'll have clarity on the big picture at who's better, but we would know who advanced and that's what matters here. And this 50-50 game that I talked about, I knew there would be one. I said that yesterday we hadn't had a game in the series that really came down to high leverage situations. The second game was kind of going that road, and then the Dodgers had the big inning and, and kind of blew it open. Um, the first game was, you know, great start with Posey in the first inning home run, adding on to it, and before long, 4 nothing, and, you know, relatively stress-free. As stress-free as a playoff game can be for you. And so yesterday, the run came in, was that in the fourth? Yeah, or the fifth, excuse me. Fifth inning, home run by Longoria, and there were some other dicey situations, like the time where the Dodgers had two on with bets up. And he hit that ball well enough to be a hit to tie the game. But there's your out-of-this-world defensive shortstop, Brandon Crawford, who a lot of players do get better with age as hitters. But I, I just am amazed by how much better he has become, even as a fielder. He's always been gifted with the glove. But... You know you're really something special when you just make it look so easy. And that one was uh, you know, timing the jump and was beautiful. But it's just I'm talking about the plays around the bag, the his soft hands, how quickly he's able to transfer, and just the amount of plays he's made this year that uh, that have saved runs for this team. And obviously that was a classic example of that. And then you're in a position where games have been lost at the end. We know that. The history of baseball tells us that. So after you got productive enough day from Wood, you go to Rogers, who gives you an inning and two-thirds. McGee got the critical two outs, and you leave it for the kid. 
Duvall, who had to get six outs. And that, to me, ahead of the move, I thought was bold, a slight bit risky, but that's how much faith they have in him in this short amount of time. He was with the Rivercats earlier this year, and the back end of the season, he was just nasty, absolutely nasty on opposing teams. And here he is in a game where he has to get six outs and facing some daunting bats on the road. And you guys saw it. You see that stuff? I mean, the mix-up of pitches, changing speed, certainly the gas. And, you know, the last one, Lux got – he barreled it. He got the barrel of the bat on the ball, hit it well. And I do think wind helped out. That shouldn't hide the fact of how well – Duvall pitched in that amazing, intense type of situation. And that, to me, would leave Giants fans so excited about what he can be as this postseason goes on and as future goes on for him and for this organization if he stays healthy. So nice to have someone in the back end of the bullpen do well like that. Honestly, when the top of the ninth started and Dave Roberts went to Jansen, I thought, oh, man, you know, the pitching's been so good. Trinan got through his one inning. Scherzer was great. Struck out 10. You know, this is a possibility for the Giants to add more here. And then Jansen goes one, two, three. And all right, here we go. Bottom nine. And until the last swing, it really wasn't too uh, stressful. And that one, certainly the way it jumped off the bat, the way Duggar went running back, you're like, oh, no. But. It was caught short right about the track, right about the beginning of the track. And so the Giants get the win one to nothing. So tonight, what do the Giants do? How do you play this? I think you have to be in the same mode that they've been all season long. And that's an aggressive team that shows patience. Like they they have a good combination of showing enough patience at the plate. Now they only got, uh, there wasn't very many walks in the game total. I think combined, wasn't there three or four? I think the Giants had one, maybe the Dodgers had three, two or three, something like that. So pitching was on point, but I feel like more times than not this year, Gabe Kapler has pulled the right strings, did that yesterday. Uh, Longoria really hadn't been hitting well. He runs into one, and that's the beauty of having a lineup, right? You feel like Posey's going to be the hero. He's been hitting well. Uh, you can, you know, Bryant had the home running game one, but Crawford you can rely on. Who are they going to make up for the loss of belt here yeah, Longoria's you know got a proven career, but he's not hitting that well. That's why you have a lineup top to bottom that can produce. And he did that yesterday. So today, it would be in the Giants' best interest if they could get ahead again. I mean, that's been so good for them this series. And yesterday, that getting ahead was what one nothing. It wasn't much of a of a example there, but it was enough for them to hang on. And like I said, in first things first, if you can end it today. It just, one, relieves the stress, gets you more time off, um, and you just don't want to. As, as a fan of the sport, I want a fifth game. The Giants fans shouldn't want a fifth game. I know you would love having Webb on there and at home in the last at bat and still things favoring you. Just don't put a good team with another chance if you can avoid it. Now, you, the Dodgers you beat you. You think there are Giants fans that want a game five? Um Probably some that want to go to the game. Ugh. I've never wished that. I, I would say end it whenever you can. And it's beating the Dodgers, right? 
And it's the NLCS. And it's you going get, to the NLCS. You get tickets to the NLCS. True. Or the World Series if you advance there. So tonight, we'll see how it goes. Descalfani versus Walker Bueller on short rest. We'll come back. we got baseball Wait, playoffs. Is there a baseball update? We got it. We're going to get it. We're coming to it. Okay. When we come back. Okay. We're teasing them. All right. Also, you've got a question. I do. Yeah, WWE, Chris. we got to let everybody know their chance to get a pair of tickets to see WWE Raw on October 18th. That's next week. For tickets and more information, visit khk.com. But call now, 1-800-920-1140. 1-800-920-1140. Get online and see if you can answer Chris's question of the day. That's coming your way next right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. I came to the I came to play. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. I all right, back here on Sports 1140, KHK, Jason Ross here with you. We're going to have your chance to win a pair of tickets to WWE Raw on October 18th. Chris has got his question for you coming up in just a moment, so get on hold here at 1-800-920-1140. We do, as we are going to break, we do have a couple of updates that we have to pass your way because baseball is going on right now as we speak, as we wait for these uh, game four, the Dodgers and the Giants. Let's start here. <laughs> We're not that drunk. (laughs) Milwaukee, the Brewers, in a game they have to win. They're in Atlanta, taking on the Braves. That is 2-1 series lead in favor of Atlanta. Brewers strike first. They have a 2-0 lead, scoring two in the top half of the fourth. They are still batting, trying to add some more here. So, again, Milwaukee 2, Atlanta nothing. That is not our only update, though. We also have to go here for our next one. listening going that sounds like trash cans it was that means the houston astros they did it again though they won in chicago 10 runs so for those accusations that dusty baker was mentioning these are pretty heavy allegations out there well they put up a 10 spot in chicago astros would just crush this series tons of runs they beat the white Sox 10 to 1 that means they've moved on and so for the fifth consecutive year love them or hate them and probably more of you hate them The Houston Astros are in the American League Championship Series. 2017, they beat the Yankees in seven. 2018, they lost to the Red Sox in five. 2019, they beat the Yankees in six. Last year, they lost to the Rays in seven. So it's a rematch of 2018. It will be the Red Sox and the Astros. Do those two teams, Chris, have anything in common to you? Uh, Didn't Alex Cora uh, coach in both for both teams? Yeah, I think both have been accused of certain things. They're playing together. One another, yes. So that cancels each other out. Exactly. So the American League Championship Series is set, and Game 1 will be Friday in Houston. So the Astros win again five consecutive championship series. That's impressive. The only thing I root for for them is Dusty. I hope Dusty gets that elusive World Series title, but he's back in the American League Championship Series again. That series will begin on uh, Friday. All right, it is that time for you to get a chance to win a pair of tickets here to see WWE Raw on October 18th. Uh, like we said, for tickets and more information, visit cagedk.com. But you have to earn these tickets. Yesterday, Chris had a question. First uh, caller, I think, got that right yesterday. Chris, what do you have as, uh, as our question for today? So the question for today is, which WWE superstar is currently a contestant on Dancing with the Stars? Mm, I don't know this one. Let's see if Brian does. Brian! Did you hear the question? 
Yeah, can you repeat it one more time for me? Sure, go ahead, Chris. Which current WWE superstar is a contestant on Dancing with the Stars this season? That's Y2J Chris Jericho. Ooh, I'm sorry. He was a past contestant on Dancing with the Stars, but he isn't currently on Dancing with the Stars. Ooh, okay. Well, Brian felt like he said it with confidence, so I thought maybe Brian was right. I don't know this answer. Let's check in with Rick. Rick, what's your answer to that question? I happen to see it. It's The Miz. The Miz. The Miz is right. How is his dancing, Rick? Is he any good as a dancer? He looked a little stiff to me, but he got <laughs> I think he got like mostly eight. Okay. Bad, though. Well, he's still yeah, on the show. Bad. I don't know how far into he's the season in. they are, but he's still on. Yeah, I think it's only a couple, two, three weeks in or so. I don't know. All right. Well, Rick, hang tight. You are going to be going to WWE Raw next week. We will get your information. Congratulations. Thank you for participating. So the Miz, I think, is his show still on? The other one, the reality show that he has, Miz and Mrs., I think. I don't know. Um, anyway, I've seen commercials for that. You guys certainly know a lot about the Miz's shows, but don't really know about it. I've seen the commercials. Is it on USA? Oh, wow. You know the channel. I watch you a, don't know anything about it. I watch a, a, uh, watch a lot of reruns of Modern Family. I'll be honest with you. All right, so congratulations. You have won a pair of tickets to see WWE Raw on October 18th. That's at Golden One Center next week. For tickets and more information, visit KHTK.com. Yeah, so the baseball updating on everything else. I think about this series uh, for what the White Sox and Astros just did. I mean, think about the runs here. I want to pull this up. Uh, Houston won the first game 6-1, the second game 9-4. They had the lead in the third game. I wanted to go back to this and see what they jumped out to there because they had. I thought they were about to get the sweep. Uh, they were up 5-1 in that game, and then it was 5-5 after three, but they scored six runs in that game ultimately, uh, ultimately to lose. And then today they beat, uh, after the washout yesterday, the postponement, uh, they beat the White Sox 10-1. to So we do have a rematch of the 2018 American League Championship Series between two teams that I, I could picture Houston getting there. I-, I didn't think that was that surprising. Boston has surprised me. I'll say it. I-, I did not see that coming. I did not believe in them. I knew they had the chance in a one-game playoff to beat the Yankees because in one game anything can certainly happen. I had said before the postseason started, my two best choices to get out of the American League, I thought the Yankees were right. They could do it. Obviously, it didn't last long because they lost the first game. And I was a big believer in Tampa. And for Boston to do what they did to Tampa, I mean, that's that's so impressive. Especially losing the first game after the emotional day with the Yankees getting shut out. I thought, well, this is probably going to be too much. And if I remember right in game two, look back on their box score because I thought they were – yeah, they scored two in the first but gave up five in the bottom of the first. I thought, oh, man, you, you set such a great tone, and that was the day Chris Sale started, only went an inning. But this would be a bad loss for for Boston. Instead, they rallied, came back, and got 20 hits and 14 runs, beat the Rays in that one, and then we go back to what we were saying before, the swing game, the game that could have gone either way was the extra inning game in game three in which they won 6-4 on the walk-off in 13. Um, that was the one, the 50-50 game. And Boston was on the right side of that, edged out yesterday. So the American League piece is set. I know a lot of people talk about what do the networks want? What does Major League Baseball want? I think Major League Baseball generally wants people talking about the sport. In general, you get more people talking about the sport when you have the bigger markets or some sort of storyline or some sort of controversy. Well, Houston 
I think would get people talking about it, maybe not for the right reasons, if the Astros break through and beat Boston in the American League Championship Series. If Boston does it, you have a pretty significant baseball market, um, a historically great park. I, I think there's some interesting storylines there. So we've got a good one in the ALCS with two teams playing great right now and a rematch of what we saw back in 2018. Again, that series was won four games to one by Boston. I, I, I see this one going a little bit differently this time, and especially with Houston having home field advantage. I also go back to the way this season was going. Houston got off to a good start. Remember the A's went right past him and had a decent lead, and I thought, man, the A's are, are going to win this division. Then the A's completely floundered, left it wide open for Houston. Houston really wasn't pushed to the end, and they picked the right time to just have the bats erupt in the postseason with this series and just dominate the White Sox and get through them. So you have 2 nothing Milwaukee. That is in the bottom of the fourth now, and Atlanta will keep you up to date on that in our next hour. And, of course, getting closer to the Dodgers and the Giants from L.A., with it being game for a must-win for the Dodgers or the Giants move on to the next round. Still to come on the show in the 5 o'clock hour, ABC 10, Sean Cunningham will join us. We'll talk about the Kings and all things going on in the NBA. we got the crossover next hour, top five, bottom five. But when we come back, what a mess. The Raiders, the NFL, John Gruden will discuss all of those things when we come back right here on Sports 1140 KHDK.